This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Welcome to the Abundance Academy podcast. If you wanna learn how to grow your business to recurring five-figure months, then you need to be right here. I run a high growth automation agency. I'm a content entrepreneur, cash flow investor, and conscious creator. Graduated from Butler University and started a career in the SaaS industry where I leveraged that to build my businesses. As a coach, I've helped over 40 clients from across the world build disruptive personal brands. If you're a healer, coach, or lifestyle influencer looking to leverage automation, systems, and strategy to work smarter, not harder, to restore precious time into your day and create massive abundance, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. I never really thought about what happiness was. I never really thought about what it meant to me for the longest time. Um, I suppose like anyone, you know, I just, I would have said like, especially if you would have asked me before my, my awakening, I would have said, I want to be happy. Um, you know, I, I'm generally a happy person. I, I try to do things that keep me happy, that make me, that make me feel excited about life and so on and so forth. But then I think as I got older, you know, I started to, I started to to create, I guess, a new relationship to to happiness. And I think what, what happened for me is I just started to become so hyper aware and hypercritical of my own emotions. And like, I would try to identify every emotion that I had. And I would try to frame everything that I did in a way that made it, um, understandable to my brain. And the more I started doing that, the more unhappy, unhappy I started to feel. Now, why is that? As we awaken, as we take on more consciousness, right? We become, we become more detail oriented in general, but we also become much more in tune with everything that's passing through our body that's going that that the the mind is processing and that we're feeling and we want to we want to derive meaning from everything right we we really want to understand and we want to relate to the things that are happening in our life and we're still we still have these programs that are playing even after awakening that have been ingrained within us since childhood and this idea this ideal um this ideology of you should be happy you should do things that make you happy um are you happy right all of these phrases and these these um these these axioms these these things that people say and that people ask almost in passing um not almost that people just share in passing they don't just disappear after the awakening. They're still there. The programs are still running. Um, and what I found is, is like, 
it was it was paradoxical that I started to feel more and more and more unhappy. Not just after awakening, but like the older I got and the more maturity I started to come into, you know, in my mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And I, I'm sitting there asking myself, like, why am I feeling unhappy? I was questioning why I wasn't happier. And, you know, I was, I remember looking at my life, you know, when I was like 25, 26, right before I woke up and, um, and I was looking around me, I was like, I have a, a good job. I have a college education. I have so much to be grateful for, right? You know, I, I have an apartment. Um, I have a, a body that works. You know, I love to, to use my body to run, to play basketball. I have friends. At the time, I had a lot, a lot of friends, that mostly like that I would do unconscious things with, like go out and drink and that sort of, that sort of thing. But you know, like the life that I was leading at that time, like you would look at it as an outsider and be like, this is, um, you have a great life. And I think there's, there's a, uh, there's a tendency for people to, to do that, right? We look at other people's lives and we say they should be happy. Why would they not be? They have this and they have this and they have this. The thing is, I was looking at my own life and I was saying that same thing. I was like cognizant of the fact that I had so much to be grateful for, yet still within, like I wasn't feeling what I thought happiness should feel like or what I thought happiness was, right? How many of you guys can relate to this? I hope that this is resonating. Okay, and so I, I, I was confused, like I was confused why that was. And there was, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't know the exact moment, but like in, in general, I can say that it was around my mid twenties that I started to get, I started to feel feelings of what I would consider unhappiness that led to feelings of depression. And I was confused as to why the only thing that I could put my finger on, the only thing that I could identify. And this, this was a, this, this was a, like the underlying subconscious program that had had been running on repeat as a loop in my mind for my entire 20s was that I didn't I wasn't in a relationship and I thought that I desired a relationship now I would be I would date on and off you know I would I would be on and off the apps you know like I would go out with people and I had up to like up to this point in my life I had you know like three or four semi-serious relationships so it's not like I was um it's not like, you know, I hadn't experienced that, that, uh, that dynamic, but even when I would be with people or be in, in those relationships, I, I still felt like something was missing, but when I was not with some, with, you know, with a, a woman or when I did not have a girlfriend, the predominant thought that would be playing on repeat in my mind is like, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to feel whole until you find that one person that's going to, to enable that, that's going to activate that. And I subscribed, I fucking sold myself on that narrative, right? I subscribed to it every single day. And I felt unhappy as long as I didn't have that. As long as I wasn't currently with that person that my ego mind thought I needed to manifest in order to then achieve happiness, it was like, then you can't be unhappy. It was like, then you can't feel happiness. And so like fast forward to now, um, 
you know, in, in the wake of my most recent experience um, in relationship, for the first time in my life, really kind of stepping out of being able, being free, being um, prompted to step out of that belief system that was so deeply ingrained and that had absolutely mutated into just this uh, this blanket of darkness that felt like it had surrounded me for eight, 10, 12 years. Um, and and that, that's my story, right? Everybody has their own story. I personally believe that every human on this planet and, and uh, definitely every, every white cell, every, um, you know, everyone that awakens on this planet, um, every conscious, conscious, you know, player, every conscious being on this planet has to go through something that, that tests them to their core and that really allow, that really allows them to be, become familiar with or to question what it means to be, to be happy and to be fulfilled, you know? And so I, this is again, like, this is what I experienced that allowed me to explore that theme. I think we all have our own, but I'm, I'm, I know that you can relate, right? And so, I was kind of journaling on this topic um, a couple of nights ago, and I wanted to share some of some of what I came up with with you guys. And I hope I hope that some of this some of this will resonate. Okay, and and what I found is that you know happiness itself it's an ideal that is sold to us by society and by the system to keep us busy to keep us subservient and to keep us in a scarcity consciousness and a seeking mentality to keep us in a in a scarcity consciousness and a seeking mentality because the implication and in fact the truth of happiness is that it is fleeting it is undefinable and it is ambiguous right it's fleeting it's undefinable and it's ambiguous hey paul it's good to see you bro you can see I've got downtown Phoenix behind me. We'll have to get together soon. Right? And so, you know, happiness is something that, to me, again, this is my opinion, it's unattainable. It's fundamentally unattainable because of the ambiguity that surrounds it. I know this is really theoretical. This is really high level, but I'm going to bring it down to earth here in a second. The point that I'm getting at is that you can never achieve or attain something that is inherently a moving target. Um, and if you do, like if you catch it, it's just gonna, it's like, it's gonna keep moving. It's like, it's like a, um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, a feather in the wind. Like you can, you can spot the feather as it's like blowing around in the wind, but it's gonna blow away, you know, one second later. And to me, that's how I think about this ideal of happiness. It's not fucking real for me. Now, I think that people also use the term happiness. Um, I think that people use the term to represent something that is very real, which is a fundamental human need and desire to feel accepted and to feel a sense of belonging and a sense of purposefulness and a sense of meaning um, to relate to one another like that I think is fundamental to, to what it means to be human. And that I think is what people are using the word happy to describe. So, you know, there's, there's, there's to me, 
the word happiness, it's, 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 it's like it's mutated in a sense. And it's, there's this inflated, um, inflated expectation or desire that's, that's been created around this one word. And the implication is that we should be happy. Like when, when, when people say like, well, are you happy? Um, or I just want you to be happy. I just want him to be happy. Or it looks like she's happy. Um, like, is anyone happy? I'm, I'm legitimately asking that question. Is anyone happy? Like, and how do you know? How do you know what that means? How do you know what that feels like? You might be, you might be fulfilled, but are you happy? You know, and I think the moment you ask that question, it triggers the ego monkey mind. It triggers, it triggers the ego to immediately start prompting you with the reasons why you fucking shouldn't be. That's what I found with me. And so just asking the question like triggers me to question whether or not I am actually happy. And I don't like that. You know, I just don't like that. I don't like having those, those feelings. I don't like having those thoughts. Like, am I? Am I really? How do I know? Like, I don't like having that inner dialogue. That doesn't feel good to me. And so what, what, I'm, what, I'm, uh, what I've done now is for, for me, for my mental health, like for my happiness, for my sanity, really, um, I'm stepping outside of that conversation, that inner conversation of happy versus unhappy, and I'm opting out, right? I'm opting out of that conversation. And I'm trying to learn to be okay with saying I'm not happy, but like, it's not so much that I'm not, it's that I don't want to be because it like it's just such a common overused term and idea that I don't resonate with in the way that like I think some people want like want to use the word and like fundamentally like chasing happiness it puts you again it puts you in a in a scarcity mindset and like Happiness never comes from the things that we think it will. It doesn't come from things at all. It doesn't come from like, it doesn't come from money. It doesn't come from like even people, which is what I found to be so shocking, you know, recently in my life is like, I always ascribed happiness to coming together with my twin flame. Um, and like, I imagined that settling down with someone and um, coming into divine union with the right person would like somehow make me happy. And so like I made an agreement with myself for 10 plus years to be unhappy until that happened. And like, that's bullshit. And like, I think every time we ask the question, are we happy? Or when somebody asks you, are you happy? It triggers you to then make a subconscious agreement that you are in fact not, or that you're not allowed to be, or that you're not willing to feel happiness until you attain something that you think you need in order to get there. Right. And there, the assumption then is that there's there's a binary here, either happy or unhappy, and you must belong to one of those camps. And I don't like that. I don't like that. It doesn't feel right to me, right? And, um, you know, like, it's, it's just an abstract idea that I feel like I didn't agree to, I, I never agreed to. Um, again, I know this is very like theoretical, um, Okay, but let's bring it back down to earth because I, I wanna connect the dots here and what I think it's really about and what I think we're really talking about when we use the word happy 
is something that is real. And I alluded to it at the beginning here. And I'm gonna show you guys the notes that I took on this and then I'm gonna walk through it, okay? So let's, do, let's get on here. Here's what I think we're, we're really after. Here's what I think we really want. And I showed this on my story the other day. Here's how I break it down. All right, here's how I think about the ideal of happiness and here's how I connect it and ground it to a more, to a, a more uh, tangible, to a more tangible uh, application of life for life, okay? And so at the core of like why we exist as consciousness, right? Is this, it's another ideal, but it's something that's more, I'm able to grasp even more firmly than the idea of happiness and it's love, okay? Love is also a word that's used a lot, but to me it feels more visceral. It feels way more visceral than happiness. And I can, I feel better thinking about love than I do about happiness. And love, I mean, fundamentally is who we are as consciousness, right? And so that's at the core. Like, that's what I think we're all seeking towards. That's what I think um, is energizing all consciousness throughout all existence at all times is love. Love is the energy of existence, okay? And I think we're always seeking that. So I, just making that, that little shift within your mind of like, Instead of trying to be happy, I'm gonna to try to be love. That feels like that feels healing, that feels better, right? To make that distinction. And then around the love, I've identified these three things that I think, that I think are direct uh, tributaries into our ability to be, feel, and to give love. And those three things are as follows. Number one is fulfillment, fulfillment. Number two, is actualization and then number three is purpose fulfillment actualization and purpose okay and I can actually feel those like I can feel when I feel fulfilled I can feel when I'm like inching toward you know or doing things that that help me feel actualized that that allow me to tap into my highest potential you know and I can like identify those moments and they make me feel good so I can, I can wrap my head around those ideas a little bit easier. And then purpose, you know, I think purpose is tied to actualization. Like when you're tapping into your potential, you're doing what you're here to do, that is, you know, that gives you a sense of purposefulness. And so I think fulfillment, actualization, and purpose, if we can start to refocus our attention on feeling those things, on allowing ourselves to feel those things, and then engaging in, in activities that are connected to each of those, we'll better be able to relate to, to feel, and to share love. And this whole conversation now is being had outside of the realm of happy versus unhappy. And fundamentally, if you're feeling purposefulness, actualized, and uh, uh, fulfilled, then you will be working in the love frequency and you will be effectively, you know, happy or, you know, feeling what people call happiness. And so it brings it back down to earth. It, it just kind of repackages the idea of happiness, but it makes it easier to, to start to tap into and to access. And then I think what's kind of around that periphery, right? So you kind of have those three things, which are your direct avenues to being and feeling love. And then around those, you have three pillars that are, um, I think, you know, the way that, for me that I want to start to structure my life going forward. 
around these kind of three things because I know that they're interconnected to one another. But more importantly, I know that they feed in directly to my ability to feel fulfilled, actualized, and purposeful. Okay, so I'm gonna break down those three things right now. Number one is excitement and enthusiasm. And you wanna be able to feel excited and enthusiastic about life and about what you're doing in your life in order to tap into, you know, those kind of those, uh, those, those more core, you know, feelings or states of being that I just described. And so, you know, what brings you excitement? You know, life is not meant to be lived um, in monotony or in too much of a routine. I think that, um, I think that routine is really good and I know I need routine, but I need routine mixed with the perfect dose of excitement as well. I need routine mixed with the perfect, perfect dose of excitement. And so things that excite, you know, what excites me is going to be different than what excites you, right? Like what excites me? I spent all day today creating content because like that excites me. It allows me to connect to, to purpose. It allows me to feel fulfilled and I feel actualized when I'm creating quality content. So that excites me. Like that is very definable. Like that's very, I'm able to articulate that. I'm able to really get clear on how that process works for me. Whereas with happiness, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that feels like, but I know what it feels like to create content that excites me and that connects me to my purpose. Um, other things that excite me is, um, what did I write here? Um, things that allow me to uh, exert a valiant effort. So things that test me and bring me to the, to the, just over my edge or just up to my edge that require a valiant effort. Those things excite me, um, that allow me to say, Hmm, let, let me see if I can do this. You know, um, hiking a mountain, for example, like taking a long run, um, you know, increasing the, the work or the work rate that I'm exerting in the gym. Just, these are just examples. Um, these things excite me. These things bring me a sense of enthusiasm. Um, seeking freedom from all constraints. So freedom in general, I'll say, excites me. Pursuing freedom excites me. Um, creating abundance and wealth excites me um, in order to prove to myself that I'm able to hit and achieve goals within the context of this game. It's not about money for money's sake. Um, money will not make you happy. Money does not bring happiness, but money can enable, number one, it can, it can be a tool for momentum in allowing you to feel your own power and to, um, to, to, you know, to again, set and achieve goals for yourself within the context of what society says you, where, where society says we are. Um, and, uh, um, you know, money can be a tool to unlock different levels of lifestyle and different, um, different variations of freedom. And so, you know, like fundamentally, you know, like um, being able to create different, different kinds of lifestyle and different experiences of freedom is something that really excites me. Um, and uh, so what else? So learning, um, continuing to absorb information, continuing to, you know, collect wisdom and knowledge, like all these things, they, 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 they fill me with a sense of enthusiasm. They excite me they make me feel inspired. Like what inspires you? You know, like what, what motivates you? Like that, that's way more, that, that's way more kind of, you know, like 
that, that that's way easier to get your head around, I think, than like what makes you happy. Like what excites you, what inspires you, right? So that's, that's one point, excitement and enthusiasm. Um, I mentioned inspiration, um, but also diversity of experience. So I, I was just kind of alluding to this a minute ago. You know, I think routine is important, but I think you need to mix routine with a diversity of experience. And so, for example, you know, you should structure your days in a way that allows you to feel routine, right? So like, whatever that is for you, getting up around the same time, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning, like taking your cold shower, um, drinking your coffee replacement, um, going to the gym, taking your walk, getting outside every day, um, eating two meals a day, whatever it is. Um, having that sense of routine, I think is important, but then also mixing that with a good diversity of experience is, is a direct path to, um, to, well, to excitement really. And so, um, for me, let's see, what does this include? Uh, the right mixture of quiet time and contemplation where I can just reflect and really allow myself to, to hear my thoughts clearly and to commune with my expanded self. Um, but then also like mixing that with travel and just like being spontaneous and like going on trips if I want to, um, you know, doing new kinds of workouts that I'm not used to. So like the routine there would be being active and staying fit, but then like the, the diversity or the diversion would be doing something completely new. Um, you know, like whatever it is, hiking a new mountain, you know, with ankle weights on and mixing that with, you know, some plyometrics and body weight work, for example. That's probably, yeah. I don't know if that's the best example, but that's kind of what I mean. So it's like doing, like doing the same types of activities, but doing them differently is something that can create a really nice diversity of experience. Traveling to new places, right? So like traveling once a month could be the routine. Traveling to new places is the diversion. So I think you need that, that mix and you need it in the right way in order to activate, you know, inspiration, excitement, you know, and um, maybe, maybe that ties into fulfillment, right? Which is a direct avenue to love. And then kind of the last big pillar that I'll hit on here is contribution and meaning. So I think like we all, we all need a sense of community, um, which is what I've tried to create with this page. We all need to feel part of something bigger than ourselves and to feel a sense of contribution, right? Like we're able to actually make an impact on the world and that that impact is being felt and recognized by other people. I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And um, it's really sad to think about people that don't have that opportunity. Like I can very much understand how um, you, you, lose, you would lose the will to live. Um, for example, if you are imprisoned or if you are in captivity or if you are in a country where oppression is, um, is, is bad. Like people think like oppression is like bad in America. And while I hear that, you know, like I, I definitely see it and hear it, but like, we have no idea what it's like to live in a country that's truly oppressed, where people literally have zero freedom. And so, you know, thinking about contribution and meaning and the ability to help people at scale and to just log onto the internet and connect with other people, for example, um, I think is huge. Like, that's a huge piece of sanity, let alone happiness, right? And so, uh, validation and recognition, I think is something that, that, that I tie into creating meaning in the world. Like I, I want to feel validated. I want to feel recognized. 
um, I want to feel a sense of relationship with, with like-minded, you know, individuals, uh, a sense of belonging. I think we want to feel, and then we want to create a space for belonging. And, um, I think both are, are important and they could even be happening in this at the same time, like in the same, in the same place. But I think that we derive exceptional meaning from creating a space where others can commune and feel a sense of belonging like that in and of itself is very, very, you know, is, is very, very activating. Like that's, that's a powerful way to give back, right. And to create value in the world and like just creating value, creating value over and over again for other people. That is the most, like, that's the most, you know, um, enlightening and empowering thing that I think we can, we can do when it comes to relating to other people on the planet. Okay. Um, improving lives is just another way to say that. Um, and then I think for us, like us meaning, you know, in this, in this awakening space is like helping to, to awaken other people. There's no better feeling than helping to awaken others to their highest potential, um, or to higher levels of consciousness too. So, you know, um, being able to, to, uh, to catalyze, um, awakenings for others, being able to share knowledge and wisdom in a way that moves tectonic plates for other people within them and being able to serve as a catalyst for revelations and for healing. Um, which is why I think so many, so many people that, that awaken move into, um, you know, wanting to, wanting to be a coach or a healer of some modalities because it feels so rewarding and so good to help awaken and heal other people and help them connect right to their, to their own, I was going to say happiness, but to connect to their own sense of, um, fulfillment and potential. So that's really a, a high level summary guys. You know, I hope this brought you some value. Um, I hope that more than anything, it kind of let, let you know that you're not alone, like in feeling what you've, what, what you felt in your life around this subject and that it's okay to leave the conversation of, you know, happy versus not. It's just, it's a fleeting concept. Um, it's an illusion in and of itself. It's hard to maintain because it's not real. Um, it's just a label that society uses to describe all of the things that I just outlined. And I hate to say that I, I hate to, to come off as boastful and I hate to say that I know but I know that that is a fact and I'm telling you, um, the ideal of happiness is used as a bait to keep us constantly in a seeking or scarcity mindset. And, um, you know, I think the sooner that we can opt out of that again, of that, it's really an internal dialogue. Like it's not even like it's being like pushed on us heavily by, the system or anything like that. It's just like, it's ingrained in us. It's a, it's a piece of our, of our conditioning and of our self indoctrination. We think we should be happy. You sh you don't have to be, you don't have to be happy. Start seeking the, 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 the things that I shared here. And I think it's going to lead you to a place where you're not only like happier, but where you're 
infinitely more connected to who you really are, to your expanded self. And like that, like, t- like, like playing in that world goes, goes, you know, heads and shoulders above what being happy is supposed to feel like or be, you know, happiness. I think about it, it being like, oh, like, you know, like I'm jolly in my day. Like I'm going to work, coming home, smiling, like seeing the family. Yay, we're all happy. Like we're on this rat race, you know, hamster wheel, just repeat, repeat, repeat. Like we're supposed to be happy doing that because that's what people do. That's the dream. Like, nah, that's not, that's not, first of all, that's not reality. That's not realistic for, for a lot of people. For some people it is. And they're happy doing that. And like more power to them, more power to them, more power to you if, 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 that, if that is um, what connects you to happiness and to fulfillment, by all means, like do it, right? But for me, and I know for a lot of, other, for a lot of others, um, even just having the conversation around happiness brings more unhappiness than happiness. You know, like it, it triggers you to start to start questioning. And like, yeah, I think I've said everything to say on this topic. Um, I hope that this, hope this, uh, hope this helps. Leverage this as a resource. Um, start integrating these concepts in your life. You're gonna be hella, hella happier than just trying to chase and be happy, which we can never actually attain or be because it doesn't exist. But all the things that I talked about in this live, they absolutely do. And that's, that's the key. <clears throat> that's the key. That's, that's the road. Uh, that's the road to love, guys. Like I just laid it out. Um, I just laid out the, you know, the, the key to, to accessing your, your best self and to tapping into the love frequency of which you and all of us are. All right. We'll talk soon. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And guys, if you're ready to propel yourself to those recurring five-figure months in under 90 days, then I want you to reach out to me. My team will create a customized plan for you free of charge, and we will show you the exact steps that you need to take to level up, right? To hit those recurring 15K months. It's something that we all desire, that we all deserve, and I want to help you get there. If this resonates at all with you, reach out to me. Please don't hesitate to shoot me an email, michael at newearthknowledge.com. You can also connect with me anytime. I'm on Instagram at The Abundance Coach. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things. And hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.